Hello. What's up, everybody? How is everybody doing? Answer right now. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just heard. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. And fakeness. Okay, bring it back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Lily? Hi, and welcome to another episode of Rotten, Rotten Peaches. Peaches. We naturally. That was good. The that stars good. align every time we got to say that it. That was so good. That was so good. Um, we're on Peaches. And I said your name. You're Lily. And you are Karina. Yes. Hello. Um, it's sweat mustache season outside. Oh, it's gross. It's I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if it's boring to keep talking about the weather at the top. They're here for episode. it. That's the only reason people tune in. It's to let you know what mood I am starting. Yes. It's an intro to why we are the way that we yeah, are. It's just like hot traffic sweat Ugh. dude i it's hot and i have to sit in a car and i'm just like mm-hmm. i hate this i hate my mm-hmm. life it's too much but we have a fun episode yes we do what movie or movies mm-hmm. are we doing mm-hmm. we are doing another versus battle we're yes. doing a head-to-head peaches double feature peaches double feature of we're doing super bad versus book smart which you may think like why would we want to do these two together but they actually have a lot of similarities with them they're both like coming of age films yes and um teen comedies yes all Um, about a big old party at the end so yeah it uh give us a synopsis okay and then we'll go so super bad 2007 yes Mm, i think i was in middle school i was eight (laughs) <laughs> so you definitely didn't watch this when it first came oh, out oh no right? i definitely didn't watch this until i was in college oh man okay so yeah. it, it doesn't hit so last year. as like <laughs> this year you're in college um oh we have to mention mclovin just had his 40th um birthday yes actually housekeeping real quick yes sorry before we jump in we get excited guys we just want to tell you everything <laughs> um the Quiet Place 2, part 2, is now out in theaters. Right. Hello. Excuse me. And Our power. Our powers. That was all us. Combined. And I have also saw that, um, I don't know why Shrek is back in theaters for some <laughs> reason. Because it's a again, cultural us. staple icon. And again, us. They saw that we were we, we analyzed it, so they're like, we got to put it back out there. Exactly. Keep a tally, Peaches, that every single movie that we're reviewing has been mysteriously back in theaters. Yeah. Also, we talked about doing more villain stories and look mm-hmm. at Corella's out now. Should I change my bio on my Instagram to influencer? <laughs> yes, do it. Of our... Dude, I can't add more things into my bio. I my... love it. You're proud. <laughs> my bio is like, streamer, artist, I'm in a band, I'm in a podcast. <laughs> I keep mine mysterious. I like to be mysterious on the internet. It's it's hard for me to have like a, like a identity that needs like promoting because I'm just used to like just like being behind the scenes all the time. I want to be mysterious online, but mm-hmm. I just can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just like, good morning, everybody. I cried yes. three times today <laughs> because retweet. I stubbed my foot. Oh, my God. See, I want to be more like that. But then I, I always tweet something and I'm like, no, it's down. No one's going to no, like it. Commit. And then I delete it. You have to commit. Okay. I no, need to. I, for a minute there, I would tweet something, and if nobody retweeted or, or said or responded to it, I would like comment myself and be like, "LOL, good one." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I feel like I have the same two people that just like maybe in my yearly tweet, but I'm on Twitter a lot, so hey, catch us okay. on Twitter. Anyway. Catch us. Mm, don't. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna be secret. Okay. So super bad. Came out in 2007. 
I also, I didn't watch this, I don't think, until, like, freshman year of high school. Mm. My memories of it. I remember it coming out and, like, all the boys in my school were just, like, quoting it. Everyone had a freaking McLovin t-shirt. Oh, my God. Like, it was everywhere. And everyone was just, like, telling the jokes all the time. All the one little one-liners. I am McLovin. <laughs> and, um... I, I just figured, I was like, ah, it's like a raunchy, whatever, like, I don't care to watch yeah. it. And then I watched it in high school, and I was, A, was like, oh my god, are, are other high schoolers doing this? Because <laughs> I was so sheltered. I went to private school, Ooh. and then I did, uh, what is it called, public school for mm. high school. So it was like a huge, like, shock. Oh, that was, to, that's a shift. Big shift. I was with, like, the same, like, 60 kids my whole life, and then went to high school at the public school and i was just like who is this is pregnant women in my class and like people doing drugs but also like cool people and just like such a mix and i was just like thrown in definitely in the deep end so super bad also has a place in my heart because it shows um like a mix of people yeah like, realistic people i feel like i knew kids that were like our characters in super bad yeah i yeah i definitely i went to somewhat public school i went to magnet school which is just like public school for smart kids that can't afford private school <laughs> you went to a cool school it was okay too cool for school it was, it was okay i came out traumatized thank you townview but shout out townview <laughs> shout out business track business it guys <laughs> fun fact for you. um okay so super bad if you've never seen it i recommend that you go back and watch it because it's hilarious mm-hmm. don't watch it with your mom because i feel like it'd be a weirdo time but um so we have it was directed by greg matola i believe you one day, I one day so I'm going to be confident about a last name. <laughs> I just like, I, I, I shouldn't trust you all the time to do this. I'm just like, yeah, you got the names. I, I just like to see if there's a woman in there. <laughs> and then I always, I write a little star. There's a lady. Um, and then it's produced, of course, by Jed Apatow, who is the king of all of these comedies during mm. that time. I mean, he did like 40 year old virgin knocked up by Express. Spr- like he's, Ooh, he's done, trust. he's done them all. And then also Shauna Robertson. She's a producer. Shout out, lady. Ooh. She's a lady. I made sure. Ew. And then... We have to double check, guys. Cause <laughs> Kelly some... Kelly gooped me last episode. Yeah, I, I remember. He got me. He got me, too. I got really excited. Our sound guy had to be like, guys, you got double to check that. Yeah. Um, and then it was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, which are also the names of our main characters because it's loosely based off of their lives. I didn't know Seth that. and Go- or Evan. <laughs> um, and actually, they started writing this when they were 13 years old. They started writing super bad. Oh. Do you hear? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Do you hear uh, Dweezil, our... Uh, Peach's mascot? Yes. He is colored and kind of has the stripe of a peach. He's a little um, goofy looking. <laughs> he is, I'm not going to lie. He's got, like, a little too far apart eyes. <laughs> he's beautiful he's gorgeous (laughs) it's it makes him nice oh i I hope you guys can hear him he's attacking our sound guy right now anyway anyways (laughs) um but yeah i was saying that they they started working on this script when they were 13 years old and even seth rogan's mom like helped him edit it when he was a kid oh my god that's so cool he like started doing stand-up as like a teen seth rogan Mm -hmm. i need to i should do research (laughs) (laughs) i don't 
Ew, that was the ugliest laugh. <laughs> no, <Please. laughs> no. Okay. Um, and then this cast is like too many people to name, so I'm just going to name a few notable because there's so many. Mm-hmm. But we have Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, our sweet baby owl cigarette. Um, He's been up- updated to an owl cigarette. <laughs> Christopher Mintz, Seth Rogen, Bill Hader, Emma Stone. This is the movie that put her on the map. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. It was a breakout film okay i also do know my peach fuzz fact oh do it so fogel chris uh chris mint christopher mintz this was his first movie and he was like i think 17 or 16 when he mm-hmm. did this movie and on set he legally had to have his mom in the room while they were filming the sex scene oh <laughs> no and he was like we don't talk about it Aww. still to this day because it was so awkward and he like had to do um like math and homework in between takes while everyone else like got to go chill and like hang out and drink he had to like do homework in his trailer oh wait how old was michael sarah i think he was like 21 at the time he was still young this was his first movie 21 is not i'm not confident on that number okay (laughs) you can google it i'm telling you you say any you'll tell me the sky is like turquoise no what's a weird color that the sky would never be green and then purple no skies are the skies can be purple magenta no no <laughs> black the sky well night time green oh my green, god green. the sky is khaki ew there you go you told me the sky is khaki i believe you khaki that's like tornado weather okay so you asked me a hundred times what this movie is about and i feel like i'm finally answering it yay okay here's the official rotten peaches synopsis Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm going to lick you in the eyes. No, I have to read it. (laughs) Intense eye contact happening right now. Okay. The perfect combination of raunchy and sincere. Okay. Two friends, Seth and Evan, are looking to cap off their high school days with the perfect party and enter college as experienced lovers. (laughs) Not with each other. Oh. (laughs) Um, Separately with ladies. Um, It takes on the awkwardness of high school and the courage it takes to be confident and authentic a brom- uh, I believe in you. Here we go. A bromance that lasts the test of time. Aww. Oh my god. Super bad. I tried to give no spoilers because like... We're going we're gonna to talk. I try to give no spoilers. I'm Did you hear how I said that? Yeah. My mom, somewhere from Texas. My mom catches me every now and then. She's like, why do you sound like that? And I'm like, See, you sound like that. Like, I, I don't get the Texas accent. I get the like Chicano accent. Yes. Which is like, what my mom has. Or like... Here, like yeah. As I'm sipping my water burger. We're not Texan. <laughs> okay. So mm. that's super bad. The other movie in our battle mm-hmm. is Versus Booksmart. Booksmart, which came out 2019. So it's yes. a much more recent film. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And this is a very strong lady cast. Yeah. Writers, directors, like straight off the top. Yes. So we have this is Olivia Wilde. Yes. Her directorial debut. Her first film that she directed. And it was produced by... (laughs) My handwriting. Uh, (laughs) It was produced by Meg Elson, Chelsea Bernard, David Distenfield. And it was written by Emily Halpern, Sarah Haskin, Susanna Fogel, Nether Fogel. Nether Fogel. Maybe they're related. Katie (laughs) Silverman. Um, And it's starring... Caitlin Dever as Amy, one of our leads. And then our cool fun fact, if you didn't know, Molly is played by Beanie Feldstein. 
Feldstein. Feldstein. Feldstein. Am I right there? It's it's uh starring Beanie Feldstein. 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 It's E I N. Feldstein. I, I I don't know. It's Beanie Feldstein. Anyway, <laughs> Jonah Hill's little sister. Yes. And they play a similar character, like mm-hmm. different versions of the same character, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Like kind of could be in the same universe like obviously they're at different times like both of the films feel very much the time that they were written honestly though like if you tell me that uh seth from Superbad is molly from book smart's older brother i would kind of be like makes sense mm-hmm. because they just have the personality they have a similar personality similar humor and like see i almost thought that beanie is more like michael Sarah because they're more like soft-spoken and like I feel like any movie or show that Beanie is in, it's like she's being Beanie. Same with Michael Sarah. Mm. Michael Sarah, anything he touches, it's a Michael Sarah movie. See, for me, I guess I just don't know Beanie enough. I just saw her in um, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, she's in that. Beautiful. I love that show. Great show, by the way. If Please. You, if, if you can. Probably one of my most favorite shows of it's all time. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, it's we should, Minisode? Minisode. I have so much to say. Okay. Hulu. Hulu. Watch it. Okay. That's all um, I'll say. But she's also plays a side friend in Lady Bird. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Lady Bird. Okay. So I I like Lady Bird more than Booksmart. <laughs> <gasps> Fighting Okay, okay. Not we're, we're they're go- not in the verses. They're not we're gonna start talking about interest. But um back to what I was saying though. Um see I just felt like Jonah Jonah Hill's character Seth and mm-hmm. super bad was like super like outspoken like really didn't care about school like was like not the brightest cookie in the jar he was smart in his own way but didn't care about school exactly so i imagine his little sister being a little bit more soft-spoken and trying to go the Uh, opposite direction and being like super involved in school good connection which is why i'm like they could kind of be related that's true like she's trying hard because she knows that her brother didn't do it exactly i mean okay so who else is in this movie have billy um lord who she plays Gigi? Yes, her mom oh my God, I love her. is Carrie Fisher. No. Mm-hmm. Why do I know Carrie Fisher's name? Carrie Fisher, Star Wars. Princess <gasps> yeah, Leia. Yeah. R.I.P. Rest in power. Rest in peaches. Rest in a peach pit. Rest. Mm, okay. Anyway. Um, and then we also have Lisa Kudrow. Will yeah. Forte is in this. Maya Rudolph, Jason Sudeikis, Jessica Williams. It's got a good cast. It has a great cast. Honestly, a lot of the character, a lot of the people aren't super famous. No, they're up and coming rising stars. Yes, um, many uh, much like how super bad characters were right. when they first got released. A good chunk of them were at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chemistry these characters have is amazing. Actually, I don't know if you knew this, Peach 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 was back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Dever and Beanie were asked to live together before they started shooting mm. for a minute i think it was a couple months a month yeah. or so i think or. i read that because like they wanted to have really good chemistry mm-hmm. which is why i think super bad is so beloved because the two have amazing chemistry like that was i i listened to an interview that beanie um her brother gave her advice before filming and she, and he said that just like just spend as much as time together as possible mm. and like just f- like have that natural friendship flow already yeah so that's yeah. A, a cool that's a, a Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I had a thought and I lost it. Oh, also, if you look at um, videos of, like, the cast just interacting with each other outside mm-hmm. of um, filming, they 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 just, like, have an amazing, like, fun person. I love that. Person, like, because you want to believe vibe. that, that, like, they're friends in real life. And yeah. it's sad to know that, like, um, 
they might not like each other. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if anybody I, immediately. That's oh, the cheetah girls. They didn't like each other. No. Don't the, say that. Who's the one with a gap tooth? I don't know her name. The one with a lisp. Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. It was uh, not her and Raven were not friends. They did not like each other. And that's why Raven didn't do the last Cheetah Girls movie. Wait, are you talking about... Oh, my God, I hate her. The girl from The View. Not Adrienne Bell. No, not no. I, I don't hate her, by the way. I just I hate myself for not knowing the names. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> I whispered it, and I know like, the mic picked it up. I have to remember that. Like Every like weird exhale or like burp I make is being recorded. Yeah. What a fun learning lesson, Um, hearing your voice back on a podcast and just being grossed out we don't have to go into cheetah territory okay thank you I was just like, <laughs> you don't have to look it up okay i just I was like who are people that i know that hate each other what a weird well um kit and sarah sarah jessica paulson sarah jessica parker parker thank you they're sarah paulson and sarah jessica yeah, i know i love and limed Hello. um okay. from sex in the city didn't like each other either mm, which is that she plays samantha, samantha. Mm. Mm-hmm. anyway there's been a lot of anyways this episode Anywho, sorry yeah. guys we get really excited we haven't talked to each other in a minute i know we um don't talk to each other at all until the next week yeah i'm so. just kidding <laughs> okay anyway anyway synopsis okay. synopsis synopsis okay so if you haven't seen this movie i think it was also on hulu that i watched yes it's on hulu this one's on hulu and um, it's also at your local movie training company sure is um okay so also two friends set on making up for lost time look to their last night of high school and hit up the ultimate party worried that they were too focused on academics they realized not only have they misjudged others but also themselves yes it's got lady best friends it's super easy to watch it's book smart great you killed it <laughs> that's amazing that's honestly my most like part i'm excited about is each episode is trying to is trying to impress you with my synopsis you impress me every time not gonna lie i would have been like two homies living it up (laughs) two girls i know each other and they went to a party i mean basically yeah okay so let's start talking about the women in the okay actually before we get to that which one's your favorite okay both of these movies are about friends facing like anxiety of going to college and like the mystery of the future and there's a giant party at the end and they're trying to do it all so like both of those capture that obviously well no I, no no, no technicality just a personal favorite okay my gut goes with super bad you're, it's because you're a super bad baby yeah i'm a super bad baby mm-hmm. i'm gonna change I'm my a instagram baby super bad baby yeah, okay. um it's i mean like I appreciate what Booksmart is trying to do, mm-hmm. but Superbad is way funnier. Okay. <laughs> See, I prefer Booksmart. And again, Booksmart has been called like the Gen Z. It's like for Gen it's, Z. Every review that you read is comparing it to Superbad. Yeah. Which is, I know, something that Olivia Wilde did not like and really tried to get away from, from what I've that read. That really shouldn't have done the that- same storyline. <laughs> Well, I know, but she was just like, I don't, I don't want to be the lady version of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, stop comparing me. This is its own story, its own universe. Right. I, I do hate when that happens, and uh, but I mm-hmm. think in this particular situation, there was just way too many similarities, and it didn't help that you literally casted Jonah Hill's right. little sister to play 
a similar version that like he played. Yeah. yeah, so um, it makes sense. I I get it. I also don't like girl mm-hmm. versions of things. I just think it, some it. Yeah, I mean it's hard to compare. Like, I do love that Booksmart is like about female friendship, mm-hmm. which I I always love because I I connected to like my own life and I like seeing that on film. We also don't see a lot of coming of age at in this age range, mm-hmm. like uh, coming uh, for women, right? Movies, especially comedies of them, right? There's tons of um, male dude, yeah, <laughs> movies. There's like, I know, like, um, Super Bad was compared to American Graffiti or Dazed and Confused. Like, there's like like buddy bromance movies. Right. Like, we have a ton of this. I mean, so many of Judd Apatow movies are those. Like, I Love You, Man. I don't know if you ever saw that. All these names are... I'm I'm nodding. Okay. I'm just nodding. (laughs) There's, like, a whole genre of Judd Apatow movies. Like, he has his own thing going on. He's dominated so many movies. And he just puts all the same people in them over and over again. Oh, so it's just... That's why you see, like, they all know each other, all these people, because because they're all in the same movies together. Got it. Like, if they threw Paul Rudd in this, it would have been, like... Makes sense. Okay. No, yeah, but for me, I just, like, I really enjoyed seeing, like women mm-hmm. not even women just like teenagers at this point because they're not really like actually women yet mm-hmm. legally they are on the but, cusp but yeah. like enough that it extends into like young adulthood of like exactly still trying to figure yourself out and, I mean, and i've always been pretty bad about like keeping like close girl friendships and especially mm-hmm. like in high school i really didn't have one having like a girl best friend so like watching something like this i'm just like uh, does it hurt i want it i want yeah. it so bad. I, I mean like at this point i'm an adult and i'm just kind of like even if i wanted to like it's hard to maintain friends like mm-hmm. you're one of my favorite people and i see you what like once a week because we have to <laughs> exactly <laughs> and because we have to exactly right. like if we didn't have the podcast going on like would we even see each other this right. often like That's it just true. happens but i know definitely growing up and like graduating high mm-hmm. school i was just kind of like damn i wish i had like a, a best girl homie mm-hmm. i will say it is, I feel like, essential to have, like, that person that you know. And I think it's still worth the discovering as an adult, finding your... I think so, too. And I have definitely been making, like, friends. And I do have really close friends. Like, you have mm-hmm. uh, my best friend, Sam. Well, I consider her my best mm-hmm. friend. She's going to listen to this and be like, um... She's like, <laughs> Like, I don't know you. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I, I also... Like, I feel like I had a good mix of guy friends growing up in high school, too. But, uh... There's definitely, like, a reliance that it's almost, like, I equate it to, like, having a sister mm-hmm. in a way that, like, is different than any friendship outside of that. Have you ever watched the show Pen15 on Hulu? I love that show. Please watch it, guys. Pen15, so it's good. so funny. And it it also made me thankful of, like, I didn't know myself. I'm so freaking insecure. Like, any like i just like didn't want any eyes on me like mm-hmm. that was my middle school experience it was just like i'm going to disappear so no one notices me oh, and having a friend in that is like life-saving like a life raft see i've, I've always been the other way i've always mm-hmm. been like hey world here i am right deal with it right right so. but i think that's why we mesh well <laughs> yeah because it wasn't probably until like high school where i was forced to like okay like if you don't talk to someone you're eating lunch alone yeah and so that definitely like got that mm. the 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 wiggles the, the wiggles the yeah. ability to like i feel like now i can be put in any room and like hang tight and 
adulthood and be chill and be cool but um back to these <laughs> let's talk about the women actually i want yeah. to talk the the main thing right here yeah so let's talk about okay this is very interesting so something that i was thinking about while i was watching super bad mm-hmm. is that a lot of the women specifically emma stone character jewels she she's kind of like a ramona flowers they're b- both her and jewel not jewels the other girl that michael sarah likes the name escapes me um nicole nicola no 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 becca 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 becca, 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 becca. becca. you're right not nicola becca um they're both objects yes they're they're, they're being objectified mcguffins they're being objectified in the most obvious way of yeah. them wanting to lose their virginity and they're to gain and satisfy something within themselves they're using a woman to do that exactly i just i know i this is a term that we used again during scott pilgrim uh michael sarah what's it with you having being in movies where the women aren't doing shit michael sarah's in both scott pilgrim oh, wow. and this one and the women are i want to say that they're like he he was supposed to be like the softer sensitive one who like in that scene where um non-consenting drunk teens are trying to hook up oh my god uh he he's trying to be like you're beautiful and like this is not how i want to do this like she she was you know really down in whatever quote down Mm -hmm. because she was drinking but um see okay so that whole thing where like teens are drinking and they want to hook up i understand the fucked up part of it but at the end of the day i also feel like that's not to that extent but i feel like teens drink and teen like it's kind of i don't want to say realistic but it well, that's what I was going to say. This movie, I think I liked because it had an authenticity about it that Booksmart kind of felt like, okay, these are happening because this is written this way, where Superbad was like, oh, I, I know these kids. Like, mm-hmm. I know these kids who are nervous about high school or n- nervous about college mm-hmm. and are trying to, like, cram as much as they can at the end of the year. And also, like, it got rid of this stereotype that I think also maybe, like, Mean Girls did, where it was like... Uh, you can be smart and also, like, party. Like, right. the nerds... For Booksmart or for Superbad? For Superbad. Like, well, none of these Well, people... both of them kind of do. But, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, the nerds are having sex and trying drugs. Well, like, in, Su- in, in Superbad, who's, who's supposed to be the nerds exactly? Because Michael Sarah's... They're the nerds. Jonah Hill isn't. Jonah Hill's they're not... not... They're not the nerds, but they're not... The coolest kids in, in... Well, they're straight up dorks. They get bullied. Jonah, Hill, yeah. Jonah Hill's character gets bullied. Like a yes. wuss. Yeah. Um, Just kidding, guys. Please don't bully. Don't, um, don't bully. Don't bully. <laughs> I have all those tweets that are like, see, bullying works. And to people... And if you are getting bullied, punch that motherfucker in the face. If they are... Punch him. Um, slide in our DMs and we'll handle it. We will handle it if they're over the age of 18. We're going to be your bodyguards. We'll show up to your party as your cool friends. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I want to promise that. Um, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I liked about, like, like they were, like, insecure kids learning how to gain confidence. And you're realizing that, like, everyone is trying to figure it out and are maybe doing it in the wrong way, even though they're well-intentioned. Right. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. um now that i after i said the whole like girls get drunk and it's like kind of normal but i don't yeah like, like the, the ladies in super bad art it's it not was, aspirational it, no and it was just like 
now that I'm thinking, the more that I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, it's so dramatic. Cause it's like, I don't, maybe it was just like, I wasn't there in high school. And like, mm-hmm. that just wasn't my, my mentality. I don't remember being in high school and being like, I'm going to go get fucked up and I'm going to go sleep with someone. That's like, that's college behavior. Right. <laughs> that's what I was saying. It was, that's why there was so much pressure. Cause we're like, oh, we need to already experience this going in. Okay. We don't, we don't want to be the ones caught off guard. Right. But like, that's what freshman year is. Like everyone is like trying to test the boundaries of like, you're getting to know people, you're mm-hmm. figuring it out, you're going to parties for the first time. Right. Like, it's, everyone's kind of going through that. I don't know. <sighs> Look, it's just, I think the specific type of comedy that comes with, that came with Superbad, I was just, like, not really a fan of. It's just, like, like the scene where, like, Jonah Hill is behind Emma Stone, like, fake humping her. It's, and, like, it's all the big references. I'm just, like, I, I, I don't find that funny. I don't find any of that funny. Yeah. I didn't find, I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you, Chief. When I was watching this, <laughs> I was Were you over it? I was just, I was trying not to fall asleep. I was just like, oh. I don't think this is funny. I don't like and because I don't think it's funny, like I'm not the only thing that was mm-hmm. made this movie worth watching was Fogel as McLovin. That was the cops? Like that's hilarious. Right, but he's not the main character is no. the old guy. Like he's he wasn't like the reason why people were watching it. This yeah. people were watching it for the Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah mm-hmm. plotline. And I was over it like i i i, yeah. I was but that's that's how i say you have to put yourself in the time that it was written in the same way that like there's so much 2019-ness in book smart that i'm that i end up like feeling like my eyes are rolling a lot of the time okay see so i guess because i am gen z and like for me this this i was cracking up sound guy can attest to this i was mm-hmm. like rolling over cracking up at book smart okay i didn't think it wasn't funny but it it to me it's obvious one was written by a comedian and the other wasn't see i okay but it's i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i don't think comedians are always funny specifically like the comedian i'm sorry i don't know why it's a specific type of humor that like you're not gonna love all the other movies that maybe like judd apatow has produced because it's it's very much this like it's gonna push the boundaries of like raunchiness it's gonna see but i don't always think i personally think that just because you're being raunchy doesn't mean that it's funny yeah and there's some things that i'm just like it's raunchy Mm -hmm. it's not funny and i think super bad is one of those things again i think at the time that it came out i'm sure everybody thought that it was hilarious i'm sure like Mm -hmm. that's why again like i do uh, in my head it's like that's why adam sandler's movies used to hit so hard that's why it makes sense i get it Mm -hmm. but like the, my specific type of humor aligns a lot more with Booksmart, where it's like there's a joke and it's funny, but no one is really the punchline. It's just like yeah, that's true. No, I'm not being grossed out because it's like a teenager's dry humping another one without like the first one realizing. Yeah, no, it. there's that. I mean, there's um so much. I, who was I? I was listening to something today that was talking about like the way that comedy keeps changing over time. Like it's naturally going to evolve into what the audience wants to listen to so right. like of course maybe what was written back then is not going to be applicable now and like you see all those comedians complaining about like well i can't joke about anything because people are getting hurt and woke people well i'm like you can then that tells me like you don't know how to be funny without hurting people exactly and that's like my main thing like i don't i don't like that type of comedy yeah. I, I don't know why i just i don't find it funny and that's why i think something like book smart long term i might hold up a little bit better i think i'm so sorry exact opposite written no i don't think so why because it's like yes book smart is very like 
PC and all that shit. But it's like these girls acknowledge it's acknowledged, right? That yes. these are way too they're way too straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And that's why they make the references that they do. They talk the way that they talk. They they do mm-hmm. they make the jokes the way that they do. But I promise you, I was laughing at who was it? Both of them actually, Amy and Molly, trying to walk out of a this is not going to sound funny when I describe it, but trying to walk out of a house because they think that they're dolls and just screaming out, fuck you, George. Right. That's going to hold up way funnier to me than like Jonah we sh- Hill. We shall j- see. Fake humping Emma Stone. But that's obviously not the funniest part of the film. I mean, okay, you know who what is the funniest part? Sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead, you know what go is ahead. the funny, funniest part? McLovin storyline yeah. where he's not fuck. He's not talking about fucking. No. Uh, Drunk bitches or drunk women. Yeah. Sorry for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, like yeah. his storyline where he's not f- messing with anybody uh-huh. else. He's just being funny on his own, not taking advantage of anybody, not directing it towards anybody, but like his immediate situation. Okay. I, okay. Those like gross, like cheap shots are not the things that I think are funny. I like the natural curiosity of the boys that I feel like are real conversations I could like overhear from like a group of boys, like a group of friends, like not that I'm condoning all of the conversations, obviously, or do I like the weird hookup drunk underage, mm-hmm. not, like all of that stuff doesn't hold up over time. But I think there's like a truth to it and an authenticity that has held up. I mean, like, why does Booksmart then keep getting compared to Superbad? But, because uh, of the storyline that was picked for it. But I feel like any... Any coming-of-age film, like, Superbad is immediately put into that category. And there were already movies like that. It wasn't, like, its first of its kind. It just... I don't know if it's, like, a you-had-to-been-there type of thing, but I just... There's something about the way that it's written and, like, the conclusions that we get about the people. Like, especially the ending. I love the ending because it's kind of heartbreaking. Like, the, the boys go off on the escalators and you know, like, are kind of leaving each other in parting ways, knowing that they're not going to be friends probably in college. And, like, that bittersweet of, like, we're trying to make something work and we know things are going to change because we're going to college. And they both just, like, walk away with their with their ladies. Right. Like, that ending was just, like, ugh, that's so true because you're just, like, I love what we have. It's, like, a loss of innocence of, like, okay, like, here goes our futures and, like, we, d- we don't ever see where it ends because... But see, I think with Booksmart, it's like, I mean, with, sorry, with Superbad, it's mm-hmm. way more like metaphorically, like, yeah, mer, 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 you know, you, like, you know, metaphorical, word, no. metaphorical. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, we know that they're going to go get together for dinner that night. Right. Like after they drop off each. Uh, we girl. don't. But with Booksmart, mm-hmm. the story ends with Molly dropping off her best friend. Yeah. To go to Africa. Like, that's way more along the lines of what you're saying, where the, she's leaving for a year to another continent. Mm-hmm. Like, But not everyone ha- shares in that experience. We've all had to say, okay, like, we're graduating high school, and I don't know if I'm going to see you again. Like, I don't have friends that are going to Africa. I mean, obviously not, but we all have had friends where we, like, we have to leave them for college. It's the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. also with, like, with um, Booksmart, I really just... Okay, actually, I have... Do you have one weird complaint about Booksmart? I have two weird complaints about Booksmart. Hit me with them. So many people in that school are going to like Harvard and Yale and like all these Ivy Leagues. I'm just like. They got that LA money. I was just like, is that realistic? And two, the teacher hooking up with the student. Oh, I wrote that down. Why? 
It doesn't do anything with their plot. It didn't do anything. I was just like, excuse me. Also, I love that actress. And I'm like, why why did you let them do that to you? That's weird. I don't know why. I would have just preferred her being like their cool teacher Mm -hmm. that just kind of um, helped them out Mm -hmm. rather than like her sleeping with the student. I mean, like they try to make it be like better by being like he's 20 years old but i'm still kind of like yeah. yeah but he's a high schooler like at the end of the day it's like a different mentality whether or not you're older or not no you know? it's still weird that's so uh, i don't like it i mean okay so back because i'm gonna i'm gonna keep super batting over here wow I, this is a real versus it then. is a versus and I, I'll, I'll jump into book smart and the things that i liked but it i i completely have the different idea that super bad's gonna hold up over time as book smart's gonna be like it 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 kind of flopped in um in box office sales like it didn't do well in the movie theaters okay look that that argument i as a as an animation student for one semester it's it's not um, it's not a real thing there's so many things that are now considered quote cult classics that flopped in the box office when they came out and Mm -hmm. then look at them like 20 years later right and i mean it also it came out similar time during ladybird like there was a lot of competition so i get there's factors that they can't control if it was like the perfect opening weekend it also it also doesn't help that like at the end of the day the stories are very similar so instantly as soon as people saw it's the girl version of which i don't x like. y and z yeah. it doesn't help honestly let me i'm gonna be completely honest i had no interest in watching this in, in theaters when it when it was book first. smart yeah i didn't mm. watch it until quarantine right i yeah. and i'm not any argument i'm putting it against red i'm not saying it's a bad movie like i want to say that number one it, it's just like the the lovability about it like we're not walking around with book smart t-shirts. Everyone has make love in t-shirts, which is a question I want to ask you. I don't know if I'm spilling your tea. Right. Did you have a fake ID in high school? <gasps> yes, I did. You no, did. not in high school. Not in not high, high school. school. I didn't have my fake ID until I was uh, working at Medusa. Uh-huh. And yeah, so I was. Shouts like, out shout and RIP <laughs> to Medusa. the Dallas staple of Medusa. Yeah, so when I, uh, for those of you that don't know, I worked as a bottle girl at Medusa for at a one year age. At 18. That's insane yeah, to me. I turned 18 in March, and by December, I was working at Medusa. I mean, okay, look, throughout high school, I always told my friends, I'm so sorry if you know me and this is not what you picture <laughs> me at all. I, I always wanted to be either a bottle girl or burlesque dancer whoa and yeah i just wanted to okay. be like a performer girl. yeah like I, I i always told my friends in high in high school like i want to do these things mm-hmm. at some point in my life i think i always thought that those people were like amazing so more specifically still do those bur- things more specifically burlesque dancing it's yeah. still in my realm of like maybe soon because that's like i think it's beautiful yeah but i always told my friends like i want to be a bottle girl burlesque dancer and then um once i went off to college i realized like i was going to medusa a lot and spending a lot of money so i was like i I was like i might as well just work here so i started working there at at 18 yeah i can't even think about doing that at all it was like that's so funny it was the most fun i've ever had yeah i'm not gonna lie i just i was i was already not super sheltered Mm -hmm. just like on my own accord because my my parents tried well my mom tried to but Mm -hmm. i was but going there was just like a different experience honestly mm-hmm. i think it's like the best thing i don't know i just, i rave about it all the time i, I think love it's so that fun. i love that because there's such a mysterious uh yeah notion around what it means to be a bottle girl so that's cool yeah i, I it's it's the best but anyway so like um obviously i was a, around promoters and people like like 
people that went mm-hmm. out to bars all the time and stuff. And I was 18, so I couldn't get into any of them. <laughs> so uh, I, ha- I got myself a fake ID. Actually, though, I'm smart. Um, I may or may for legal reasons, I'm not giving anybody advice right now, but um, no, no this advice. is not. Do not get a fake ID. We don't condone or promote the use of, of fake uh, IDs. Don't <laughs> fake do it. IDs. But um, I got one from Mexico instead of one from here because nobody knows Shout what a Mexican. Out. Yeah, no one knows what a Mexican ID looks like. So That's I just so funny. Made I met you with a fake ID. Yes, yes. A lot of people that I met during that time didn't mm-hmm. realize I was underage because my ID just worked so well. I could. Yeah, they're like brown girl. Okay. Next. <laughs> no, I would take it one step further and pretend that I was visiting, so I wouldn't. You didn't I could, speak English. I couldn't speak English. <laughs> I would just speak Spanish, and then when they would tell me something, I'd be like, uh, "No entiendo." Pero porque... <laughs> no um, English. Muchísimas gracias. Um, okay. That's so and funny. It would work. That's so funny. I do remember meeting you, and I was like, "Dang, she's young." Mm-hmm. I. What about w- you? Fake ID. Was too chicken to get one Mm. and my birthday's in august so i was always i was the first one to turn 21 out of my friends so i had to like say it and twiddle my fingers for all my friends to hurry up and turn 21 but i i never had one i remember one of my i don't want to expo i don't know friends Uh, a friend friend, i guess yes (laughs) one of your people a person i knew um, had a fake ID and we went out in the first place we went to she put it out and they went nope and just took <gasps> it or they cut it like right in front oh. of her and got like denied and we were just like dang oh my god that happened to me once at um, a bar here in Dallas Red River if you know it you I know woo. it I know but um, I had it in she my Texas y'all I know I had it in my boot because mm-hmm. I didn't you know I, I, couldn't, I couldn't I didn't have pockets on yeah. me with the outfit I was wearing and she wore a tube sock. I know. <laughs> um, the security guard was like, give me your real ID. And I was like, that is my real ID. And they were like, no. So I like did this whole thing. Like um, the like in um, Legally Blonde, like mm-hmm. the bend and snap. I like oh. did the bend to try to like get it out of my boot to try to see if he'd let me in. And he was like, get you better snap back up and give me your <laughs> real ID. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Did you get in? Um, yes. But I had to pay the fee, like the underage oh, fee. Yeah. And he was like, if I ever see you here again, like cops are cops were there. Yeah. Like that was enough for me to like get in trouble. But he was just like, if you ever use this again here, you're going to get banned. And then I tried it again there with a different one. And they were like, we know who you are. Oh, my get God. Get it straight. So I was like, OK, I won't do it anymore. So now, now that I'm like 22, I like I went back recently and I was just like, mm, 22. Mm-hmm. She's 22. I know. Pod <laughs> listeners. <laughs> That's why I feel like a boomer. I'm only 25, but I'm just like, woo. You are young. Thank you. Tell me every day. Because sometimes I'm just like, oh. I'm just going to text you every morning. Good morning. Good you morning, are young. young. Good you- morning, youth. <laughs> <laughs> you are young. Okay, last, last, uh, whatever way we're going. I do remember the only time I, like, kind of got in trouble. Sorry, mom. Um, actually, I was with my sister, so I don't oh. know. <laughs> I wasn't 21 yet, but I went into a place where they obviously they give you like X's mm. on your hand, and I went to the bathroom and I washed them off oh, like a no. dummy, which I, I don't think I was even drinking. I just like washed them off. I walked out really quick to go get something, and I walked back in, and they like the dude like pulled like They're held aggressive. by my like collar, and I was like, "Excuse me," and he's like, "I saw you come in here. You're not." And he like, and I didn't have my phone. So I was like, how am I supposed to tell my sister that I'm just, like, outside? So I just had to, like, wave to her. No. It was at Trek Yard. Oh, in Greenville? Yeah. Oh, I've never been there. That's fun. <laughs> I've seen it from the outside. It looks great. Yeah, and I was like, 
hello excuse me no i i've only been kicked out of (laughs) two places one was red river with my amigis uh my roommate at the time and the second place i got kicked out twice two two different occasions was medusa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> once before I worked there and once while I was working there. You got kicked out while you were <laughs> yeah. working there? Not while I was actively, like, on uh, the job. I was like, girl. No, I went that weekend. I went for, like, a, at the time, friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. No, she's still my friend. But were what, you just too lit? And they, I wasn't lit. Someone that was with me was mm, too lit. They associated and, you. But it was, like, a whole, yes. I got kicked out by association. But, like, the birthday girl was, like, about to fight a bouncer. It was, like, a whole thing. She was going to fight a bouncer. Yes, dude. I was wow, just goals. like, bring it back. And it's so I funny because like she, she just like got engaged and stuff. And it's like, I remember what you used to do back in the day, my dude. I know your real self. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, back to Skirt the... back into the... I just wanted we, to ask. We need to do a little mini-sode where we just talk about ourselves. Well, here we are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel boring. So, okay. We're not boring. Woo! We have a podcast. Okay. Well, Back there's to- plenty of boring podcasts. <laughs> we're not one of them. Um, okay, so, I mean, we were beefing about what oh, yeah, will right, hold right. up the test of time. But I, I still think, I don't know, I feel like Booksmart is a really good contender. I think the thing with Booksmart was just, like, something about it is unappealing when you haven't seen it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the way that it was promoted. I don't know what it was, but I remember seeing the promotion for this movie and seeing that it was in theaters and not wanting to it see it. It looked boring. I don't know what it was. Like, it didn't have, like, it a lo- sharp, quick witness, mm-hmm. wit, not witness, yeah, wit. a wit to it that I was like, oh, like, this is going to be funny. I want to see it. Yes, exactly. I just felt like they were shoving girl power down my throat. That's the yes. other thing. That's the that's one of the big issues with, like, Hollywood is, like, girl power just gets, like, shoved down your Listen throat. Listen up, Hollywood. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's just, like, I never know what's, like, actually funny, what's, like, actually going to be good, and what's just, like, them trying to, like... Well, with, like, female representation or lady... Women representation, Mm -hmm. um, there's such a high standard of, like, this has to be the exception because there's so many bad movies. And that's something that I wanted to point out is, like, maybe this is, like, like my bad on myself of being overly critical of movies like Booksmart because there's so much expectation for them to be great because right. they are women movies. See, I think whereas like how many dumb bromance movies exactly are okay right. but they get a pass. No, I've definitely suffered from you that know what too, I mean? which is one of the main reasons why I didn't want to watch Booksmart because I was like you claim that this is a comedy but it doesn't look hilarious at all. I don't want to sit through a movie that's going to be bad. I also right. don't want to be let down, which is mm-hmm. why I don't want to watch them to begin with. But honestly, I don't know. I need to probably just start doing it because, like, I finally saw this. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I actually loved it more the second time than the first time. Yeah, that maybe I, watched it. I should watch it again. <laughs> probably should have <laughs> for the, for the I mean, podcast. Yeah. I'm going with my gut on this, but I I will say I do like that Booksmart touched on things that Superbad didn't about getting so caught up in trying to be a certain thing that you're forgetting different parts of yourself. Right. Like they make a point to say like um what was it molly was in the bathroom and she was just like you guys are like burnouts how did you get into these ivy colleges and they were just like it's because we also have a life like we don't also only care about school and so i like that they're showing that like i i thought about that when i was going to college like oh these are all the cool kids who are also smart like it wasn't just the people who were only cool and then didn't make it you know like right i see i went different experience okay yeah for me (laughs) (laughs) but i remember thinking I remember having that thought in high school of like, 
oh, these people are, are all in, like, AP classes, are all mm-hmm. really smart, and they're also partying, and they're cool. I was like, <laughs> like, yeah. I remember just being like, ugh, like, what the heck? Like, um, no, see, that's the thing about going to magnet school with on my end. I was like, the pothead, like, the, the school drug dealer is also, like, uber smart and stuff yeah. so for me i was just kind of like it makes sense it I gets get rid it. of the stereotype and i remember saying like the people who i thought were quote nerds were like the horniest people on earth and yeah. i was just like we're looking at you band kids band kids at <laughs> band kids um <laughs> sound guy just did a fist air you went to an all-boys school so relax um <laughs> also well, i okay. mean i don't know quick book smart <laughs> quick book smart thing yeah i love 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 that amy so for those of you who haven't seen it amy is a lesbian she's lebanese and um she has a scene where she's trying to she tries to hook up with her love interest hope well she's actually not her love interest never mind not the girl that she wanted but the girl another party yes well they were classmates yes but they were there so she 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 amy hooks up with hope in the bathroom and it goes awful she accidentally sticks it up the wrong hole um and honestly am i right (laughs) well that's what i'm saying though is like it's like that's such a first encounter exactly and i'm so used to seeing like the lesbian experience or like the women on women experience on film be like this perfect just thing that feels right exactly Um, so it's like I, i learned a new term male gaze um heterosexual voyeurism okay big words sat words hello where it's it's written like any um queer scene is written for like the pleasure of heterosexual people yes yes basically but that scene was just so refreshing to see that like like it it's not perfect the first time too and it just felt like a really good way like representation of like what it is to be a queer kid yeah. coming to it, age. It was a realistic scene, but also her queerness wasn't the only thing we knew about her. Exactly. She, it wasn't, and I love that this was like, she was, she had already come out. She was already really comfortable mm-hmm. with her sexuality. She was just doing what kids, what teenagers do. And like, that's like the first sexual experience is very different with coming to terms with your sexuality, which right. is what I appreciated so much. I, I'm not a fan of like the coming out story anymore with with queer. <laughs> We're st- over it. Yeah, I'm just kind of like <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it done wrong. I've seen it done well. Like I, you don't. I don't need a queer well, character it, to come out. It looks different for everybody. Exactly. Like I don't need a queer character to come out for me to understand that they're queer. Mm-hmm. And like this is a really good show that like she just so happened to be a lesbian, but it wasn't her whole. Yeah. Her whole thing. Her whole. That's sh- true. Sh- so I, I do want to talk about one of the eye rollies what? that I felt in this film, which we've talked about it being quote woke, but it was very giving me pink uterus hat. She had a worn 2020 sticker on. She's going to Africa to save people like very upper well, middle class white liberal. This was written by white women. Yes. And this that was, was, this is a white movie. There was, that was just like, all over this but it's just as white as super bad yeah but they weren't trying to be the fact that fogel was able to be hang out with cops after the (laughs) cops knew that he was underage that that's white privilege right there my friend also like that whole that whole thing is just like it's so much that you know it wouldn't be real like it the whole like blowing up cop cars and all of that is like so fantasy that i like I understood obviously that that wasn't something I wasn't going to necessarily relate to but just like this hyper 
like white democratic liberally tone to it and I'm using that in a negative way as like there's a which is something that we get from the characters too that they're hyper judgmental and there's like a superiority complex that comes with it and I mean maybe that was written specifically because we're not necessarily supposed to love the characters when you first meet them like Mm -hmm. not uh, no I think you're right you're right like that there's flaws to them that they right. have to overcome. Right. And that's apparent really quickly. And I don't think the writing tries to hide it at all when like Beanie is like, oh, they're talking shit about both of us. And it's like, no, Beanie, they're talking shit about you. <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as like, yes, honestly, I, I, well, that, actually, actually not Molly. Molly grew up in an apartment. Let me rewind that. Beanie, Beanie's character. She grew up in like a, an apartment with a single mom. So I know she had like. How do you know she had a single mom? Wasn't it a, like they didn't really ever show her parents, wasn't it? No, they don't, but I didn't know her mom was single. Oh, I assumed. <laughs> oh, see, very different. You assumed? I assumed. But she grew up in a, quote, not as good part of town. Right. An apartment. Like, you could tell that the work that she put towards her scholarship had a lot of purpose to she it. She had a scholarship? I just saw this movie. When was that? What am I thinking of? I thought, she, not scholarship, but, like, she got into a good college. Yeah, she got into a good college. And I'm assuming that... The there's some help there okay, right, right 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 okay I can, one can make the assumption right i will say both movies are very white um yeah the yes and i know again this was written by white women mm-hmm. so it's gonna it at the end of the day it's gonna be shown in the writing right and look i i have learned and it's been a very hard lesson to learn and i hope i say this correctly white women and white people just write about white people it's okay <laughs> stick with what you know exactly i'm just like i i would much rather see this uh-huh. than try to see what kind of like i'm gonna say it because it's, it's the term that they always use a poc character like yeah. i wouldn't want to see it because it's like they're not gonna write it properly and it's gonna show and like i'm not gonna yeah. like it it also doesn't make sense to reality exactly and it would feel way more forced at least like this mm-hmm. way it's like they're writing what they know. They're writing the things that they do. Maybe that's why I'm more critical of this movie is because I'm supposed to feel in closer relation to these characters as don't. being a woman, and I don't. And yeah, with super bad not white women, super bad, I can suspend some like disbelief there because obviously I'm not like a horny teen boy right. at this time. So like, there's like a separation there that I'm not imagining myself as them. So I can kind of like play along with the story more. Right. Where this one, I'm already more judgmental because I'm like, I don't feel this way. Right. I think I've learned to kind of detach myself a little bit, especially after I realized, like, what I want, I'm not going to get. Mm. Like, it's going to be a long time before I get it. Yeah. And so... But, but I've, I've seen things where, like, Pen15 that we've talked about right. is obviously so fantasy, but there's so much of it that I'm like, it's excruciating because it's so accurate of being in seventh okay. grade. I am going to throw a recommendation out there that I actually haven't seen myself, but while doing soft research, i.e. scrolling soft through TikTok, <laughs> scrolling through TikTok, um, obviously a lot of the things that we are bringing up now have been brought up when in regards to Booksmart, uh-huh. and apparently there is another version of Booksmart-ish, like another coming of age um, story with two women that mm-hmm. are actually. Uh, girls of color women of color mm-hmm. they're 18 i don't know how to refer to them so i'm just gonna <laughs> say this coming of age uh film with two uh people of color mm-hmm. um and it, i believe it's called plan b it's on hulu oh i heard really good things about yes, it and it's what yeah. booksmart tried to be okay so i think 
we should check it out check it out i'm very down i heard really good things about it and i saw it and i meant to watch it yeah i haven't i haven't seen any like um previews for it so i'm gonna try to like go in with a very clear mind but i mean there are things about both movies that i dislike and both things that i like about them separately and i wish there was like one movie that just like pieced all the best parts together pen 15 (laughs) plan b will be it we shall watch and get back to our views i was trying to think of like a combo movie what it would be called super smart (laughs) or uh book bad book bad book bad book bad that's it right there you're a caveman book bad um but yeah i mean i will say book smart's got a lot of ingredients that i like Mm mm-hmm I'm going to eat it, but I don't know if I'm going back for a second bite. Well, I went back for a second bite, and it was delicious. Delicious. So, okay. with that, I think yeah, we're going to that we're gonna take a quick little break, Yeah, and we'll be back for the big part. We're going to mm-hmm. see which movie gets the better Rotten Peaches score. Mm-hmm. So, think about it. Think about which one you love, which one you're like, eh, give one a second try like I'm going to, and we'll catch you in just a second. Okay, and we're back. Mohammed is the most popular name in the world, Lily. Read a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> we're back, everybody. Okay, so we're going to jump into the framework of the Ron Peaches. piece de resistance of Ron Peaches, which is our Bechtel test. Can yes. you let the homies know a little bit about it? <laughs> the Bechtel test, also known as the Bechtel <laughs> <laughs> well, is that, that's my uh, uh, Alexa voice. Oh. <laughs> Lily, what is Bechtel test? Thank you, Karina. The Bechtel test, also known as the Bechtel-Wallace test, was created by feminist cartoonist Alison Bechtel in 1985. It measures whether a form of media has at least two women identifying characters th- that speak to each other about something other than a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we take a guess? What do y'all think we just All before? Right. <laughs> Let's start with... Super bad. Just like the name... It's super bad, and it does not pass the Bechtel test. Fail. So it fail. Well, let's, let's keep a try. Let's keep score here, because um, okay. last time we did something, the Bechtel test was the definitive factor. Right. See, okay, Bechtel, it tech on a technicality passes. Like the two girls, Jules and Becca, talk to each other about drinks, but like it's for only a brief second, and they're the only two women. That it has really to be seen. at least two lines of dialogue. Yeah, it's each. not. It doesn't count enough, but like yeah okay so we're gonna say f for super bad sb gets a big f all right book smart that passes (laughs) it sure does you know what i'm not gonna do this with you again (laughs) (laughs) i already know where i stand we already know what's gonna happen book smart gets a small lowercase p pass (laughs) okay now as you guys all know, we've been here before. That's not enough here for us here at mm-hmm. Rotten Peaches. Tell me more. Tell me, me more. Listen, love it for a sight. Okay. okay. We're going to breeze through our Rotten Peaches score because there's a lot to go through. We're going to do everything twice, obviously, because we've got two movies. Yes. So our own scoring is inspired by other tests, but we've got 10 sections that we're going to go through and see how it does on a pass-fail. Yes. Okay. Starting with number one. So we're going to do both of them at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Oi. Hold on. Okay. Starting with number one, mm-hmm. we're going to do them both at the same time. So, number one. Does a woman character get her own narrative arc that doesn't support a man's? Is she a prop or does she have her own narrative? Let's start with Superbad. Why don't we? Da- 
Um, she's a fail. She's a fail. Jules and Becca just serve as props True for props. the boys. Now let's go. Let's move on over to Superbad. Like <laughs> that you're coming at me with. I just I I, I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fighting so hard for Booksmart right now. You're gonna you're gonna win. <laughs> Okay, book so smart. They have their own storylines. They have their own storylines. And I think even like their side characters, like um Molly's love interest, the guy, what's his name? Brandon, Brady, blah 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 blah. One second. Tyler, I don't know. No, uh Jared, there you Jared. go. Even Jared has his own like storyline going on, like the love interest, so it's um it did better with that in general. Anyway, moving on. Okay, number two. <laughs> minority characters must have a fully realized life with their own desires not to just serve as background characters for white plot lines does Superbad have any minority characters no okay so fail mm, not off any of the top of my head um the uh Booksmart has Miss yes. Fine yes but more yes and she does kind of have her own thing where she kind of talks about her personal life and she's it's, she's serving the white blue lines she's a teacher to them to the main characters well she does kind of have her own thing in a bad way because she sleeps with the other with that with the mexican kid that's true but we don't know anything about her like she's not a full okay. well besides that one we have um i Okay, the, I'm not good for my uh, argument here because we I can't even remember their names. But the two gay characters uh, that are there, they have their own thing going on. Honestly, books are it's book. I think books are fail. I mean, it's the two main characters, and most of their yes, close we don't we don't follow white. anybody else around them. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay, thank you, thank you for humbling me. <laughs> Just have to <laughs> knock you down back. Okay, number three, can the leading woman character? Be swapped with the leading man with little to no edits, and the narrative still makes sense. Okay, let's start with super bad. I think it could. Hear me out. It's t- two girls instead. Okay. And they're wanting to lose their virginity, be friends, nervous about college, go to the ultimate party, trying to figure out how to buy alcohol. Like, I think that's pretty interchangeable. Like, a lot of the humor and jokes, probably not, that you would have to edit, because, like, you know, it's a lot right, of right, like right, right, right. But like the over- obviously the whatever. overall plot line of it all. Yeah. Um, I think it could be. Okay. It would need editing. I just so I don't know. I, I just don't see it be, like the plot being like, hey, like, because that means Jules would have to turn into a guy and like. Jules the, is trying to hook up with someone before college. No, 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 no. So Jules would stay Jules. But be a guy, and then Michael, Sarah, and Jonah Hill would turn into women. And I don't, because the plot is Jules is throwing a party, so she needs mm-hmm. um, the guys to get her alcohol. I don't see that storyline, the flip existing. Why not? Where an underage guy, high school guy, is asking an, an underage high school girl for alcohol. Yeah, that happens. It was a guy is asking. Why wouldn't he just get it? Because himself? she because he's throwing the party and maybe well they have the fake id that was like the big right, reason right, so right, if right. she and her friend becca had the fake id what's the lady equivalent of mclovin mclovin Mc, mclovin's unisex name yeah, yeah it is <laughs> love and mick 
Love and Mick. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. Thank I don't you. want to, but I am. It There would be some, obviously, changes, but I think the narrative is uh, broad enough to high schoolers that it could be switched. Right. So I'm going to write down a yes, P. The, the high school experience is just so vast that it could be. Okay, like, let's do the other way around now for Booksmart. Mm-hmm. Can the main characters as men... That makes sense to me because that's kind of what happens with Booksmart. They never, I mean, with Superbad, they just, like, were never out. So they decided to go to a party. And it makes more sense because their whole thing is just trying to figure out where the party is. And that happens to guys all the time where, like, people just won't tell them where the party is. That's true. I do think, though, there's a uniqueness about her being queer. Like, the same story can line can be done to a gay man, though. That's true. But, I mean... I'm just trying to. I'm just trying I know, to. You can't rock the boat. You can't because it's inclusive. But is there anything sorta. about them uniquely being like a female friendship that is not? Not really. Like, can a man go to Africa and help build tampons? I mean, the only edit would be like take out the tampons, but guys go to out like white people no, go. All no the men time. are allowed in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I know like a lot of like. It's very common. Did they say where in Africa? Or did yeah, but it starts with a B. But Botswana? they did. Yeah, there you go. Mm. She brings it up a lot. Okay. I was like, I love when people just say, I'm going to go to Africa. No, 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 no. She actually, they actually said where. Okay. I think that's probably because it, they probably saw how much Mean Girls got heat right, for just yeah. saying Africa. But, okay. I think it passes because everything if you switch every single character with the from being a guy to a oh actually this is just as the leading man and the leading woman mm-hmm. okay so the leading women are those who's the leading man would be uh the, the little friends nico the skateboarder mm-hmm, ryan ryan and hope and all of those people can be switched yeah. out yeah it makes sense okay i think it does okay i'm gonna write it down okay Number four. Okay. Are women identifying characters sexualized without contributing to the mm-hmm. plot? This includes a sexualization of underage characters. Well, uh, you S- can look away because it's an F. <laughs> it's an F for super bad. Okay. It's, it's but, terrible. As far as Booksmart goes, I would have let this be a pass, except that weird um, swimming uh, pool scene that really didn't need to happen. Oh, with what's your butt? getting undressed to go swimming yeah and then at some point i i i saw boobs and nipples so there was like a chick with no with no b's and n's yeah so at least it's it's across the board right we're seeing men and yeah boob to boy by ratio it's it's equal but it was they're underage they're supposed to be well are they underage because they're graduating so they're technically they could be 17 okay right do you think that it's filmed like the shots are over um viewed on women's bodies not at all like the whole shot which we're watching her swim she just happens to be mm-hmm. swimming with people around her so like could we gotten that. that point across without necessarily seeing her body i think if we took out the whole pool scene all together and you literally you could take it you it, the the plot would still be exactly the same mm-hmm. ish because they still would have seen uh ryan and nico together and they still would have gone mad at each other like that that pool scene wasn't necessary for the plot it could have happened at any other place in the party and in this scene where she's hooking up with a lady for the first time well we don't see their bodies or anything which i actually kind of appreciate like they weren't sexualized 
Right. And at least in my eyes, they were not sexualized in that scene. There was more sexualization in the pool than there was in the other. True. I'm going to leave this one up to you. What do you think? (sighs) I will go with what you feel. I don't know because it's like part of me wants to be like, it's a fail. But the other part of me is like, so by doing this can like characters just like never be naked on screen. It has to make sense. Because it's like, here's my point. I will say too, it's like we are seeing peak uh, high school seniors in underwear, but we're not, they're not like being sexy. They're just swimming. Mm-hmm. We can give you a P if you want. I don't know. The P, the P doesn't feel correct. I'm going to take the F. Okay. My take that F. Take that L. But um, can someone watch it F. and please tell us? We could do a point fiver. Point fiver. It'll be a point fiver. Yes, I forgot that was a thing that we did. Okay. If it puts you over the edge by point five, I'm taking it back. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, number five. Does a woman identifying character have a conversation that doesn't revolve around a man, appearances, her social status, or family obligations? Super bad is their only dialogue is about with these boys. Not necessarily trying to get with these boys, but they're only used to to propel the the plot yes so that's so an, uh, that's an, uh, um as wow, far as super i gonna get the lowest ranking <laughs> is gonna enter the negative hall of fame uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see stay tuned as far as book smart goes i mean they're always talking about like no yeah they talk about other things they talk about just trying to get to the parties and stuff too so it's not about any of these things okay and it's yeah no because it's like mm-hmm. there's also that whole conversation that they that the girls have about how like molly no not molly uh amy amy um masturbates and stuff like that like so they talk about their personal lives as well yeah no so, i'm sure it, it passes yeah so it passes this one moving on number six mm-hmm. is there more than one woman identifying character if there is more than one woman identifying character are they in competition with each other hate each other or are manipulating with each other super bad super bad they don't hate each other because they're friends I don't think they're necessarily in competition no. with each other. And they're not really manipulating. No, I think they're, it passes this good. one. <laughs> You're, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> no, it's not the first one, though. <laughs> and as far as Booksmart goes, they also don't hate each other. It's two really close friends. And as far as the other women around them goes. Um, I mean, they have that fight scene at the end. Yeah, but they're not in competition with each other constantly. They could be. Did you catch a fly? I don't think so. Wow, ninja. <laughs> they're not in competition with each other. Okay, we've had a a small debate okay, off the side we, of the we, we had to we had to think pause. about this one. Okay, so I have come to conclusion. Okay, go with your gut. Go with your heart. Okay, go with your brain. I mm. <laughs> three different things. Yes, I was like, wait a minute. Um, I don't want to give it an F. I'm gonna say that officially. Okay. I don't want to give it an F because. When I and when we were first coming up with these stories, I think we can both agree that when we're talking about the women, if there's more than one woman identifying characters, we're talking about protagonists that we're following, sure. not side characters, or at least I was when I was, or like the the two leading women. Right. That, let's let's do that because not the women aren't always yeah. the protagonists. Obviously, that's why we have if there's more than one. Right. So, if we're doing that, it's a pass because um, while they argue the same way that friends argue, the two protagonists aren't hating each other mm-hmm. they're not in competition with each other x y and z right now if we dive a little deeper in that molly is a very toxic character in the sense that she is in 
constant competition with everybody around her, not specifically women. Right. So, um, but there is a scene in the movie where there's a character that the high school calls Triple A, and Molly is projecting her insecurities again, trying to be this ultimate superior academic, and uh, is going along and participating in calling her bad names, putting her down in a way of with a demeaning nickname, right? And ultimately, slut shaming her, right? Yes, yes, she and does slut shame her. We had to think about that of, like, does that count? Even though Molly is a competitive character in nature, there is a specific scene with her with another woman where she's putting her down. Right. And we, I will say, I'm going to offer you this. Here at the Ron Peaches pod, (laughs) we do believe in half points. Right. So that's what I was going to say. I do think we should do a half point only because in that same exact scene, we see Amy being like, hey, you you shouldn't call her that. Like, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. So we see the dynamic of, like, the women being humans and sure. the natural competition coming out and the natural cattiness. We, we, we came to the conclusion that there were negative traits about her that she had to overcome so that we rooted for her at the end. Right. They had that big fight, and then the reason why her speech at the graduation works so well is because we come to care for her. Right. So half points. Uh, if literally that one scene really wasn't there, <laughs> right? It would have worked out great. But but I but I think that was an important scene because what's worse than punching down on your fellow lady, right? And participating in that always. Okay, A moving sin. on. That okay. was intense. <laughs> I don't even know how long we were talking for. Off. off we had mic. to think about it, but I'm glad we did. I mean, we're thorough analysis yes we want to be here we want to come correct we want to do things as mm-hmm. well as possibly we possibly can but moving on yes where let's are we move at now on. number seven okay if there's a woman who has a job or task important to the plot is she successful at it and does not drop it for love well they get to the part oh wait sorry well for both okay. of well mm. but let's start with super bad super bad her say. she doesn't necessarily have a job her job is to throw the party at the end and her task is to gain alcohol <laughs> yeah there's just like no women no. in there there's no plot she's a MacGuffin at the end of the day she doesn't prevent yeah. anything other than the party that will drive the plot forward yeah i'm gonna give this one a fail well but not in necessarily that it does the opposite it's just there's not an opportunity yes. for it yes it is. yes okay oh, that sucks though that that got enough because of that well well, well. i apologize but, okay soon. so let's talk about my girls in book smart mm-hmm their plot the whole job or task was to let loose for a night so that they're ready for college and get to the party i would also say their job is to go to college and they're not changing their plans to graduate and go to these ivy leagues well she doesn't amy doesn't yeah she she dips and goes to yeah they're also she was going the year after right i'm saying is like they could have like oh i fell in love and i'm not you know skirt change of plans right like they're not doing that so i think it passes pass 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 pass. Mm -hmm. all right number eight eight does the film contain an identifiable lgbt plus character who is more than just their sexual orientation or gender identity and is tied into the plot that the removal would be would have a significant effect no super bad i don't think super bad has anybody I don't think so either. No, and if it was, it would be ultra male gazy weird. Yeah. So 
fail. And obviously, <laughs> I'm doing great over here. Booksmart passes. We it passes. A- we have Amy with flying colors. This is probably one of our best ones to answer. Yeah, it's number, it's been the easiest. Number, it's been the most no-brainer for sure. Okay, number nine. Uh, are the women characters shot using the male gaze? I refer to you to the shot of McLovin gazing at that girl's thong. Yes. Through her cargo shorts, pants. And uh, what was that scene? When Michael Sarah was staring at homegirl's boobs. Oh, yes, in class. Yeah. Mm, Fail. So, fail for super bad. Let's go book smart. I don't think the male gaze is on them. For book smart really no that and i think it was really important that they didn't show the bodies of during their that sex scene right because like we got the point um without having to like be overly exposed especially because they're teens so. right exactly so i think pass for book smart is this going to make it to the peaches hall of fame okay we'll find out in a minute Ugh. number 10 did a woman identifying person contribute to the creation or production of the film at an executive level. So that means if you're a director, producer, or writer, you get a full point. This question, you get a full point. And if it's only a department head or a composer or something mm-hmm. like that, you get half point. I believe both of these movies get a pass because Superbad, uh, Shauna Robertson was a producer on it. Ayo. And then, my God, Booksmart has all the writers, producers, director, yeah. everybody. Everybody's a lady. Ayo, pass, pass, pass. So double P, you want right. to do... <laughs> Let's look at let's look at these scores, okay? So our Rotten Peaches score. What did Superbad get, Miss Karina? Not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I was really expecting like zero out of ten, but um, our girlie got a three out of ten for Superbad. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad. Okay, so. Booksmart got a <laughs> eight out of ten. Oh. <laughs> It's in the Hall of Fame. It's in the Hall of Fame. Yay. Okay, I'll let it. So that's, we did it. We did our second yes. Peaches double feature. I hope you're bad. still with us. I know this was, we were. a really long we one. Tra- we were like, we're going to do this podcast in an hour. Yeah, it took us a lot longer. Um, but it's okay. We did it. I feel like we learned more about each other. We did. We grew as a podcast We grew today. as a podcast. And I, um. I'm glad we're doing this. Me too. I love you. Uh, love you too. So what movie are we doing next week? Oh my God. Everybody get your braids ready. Get your whips ready. We're doing Tomb Raider. A-O. Featuring Miss Laura Croft herself. A-O. I'm so excited. I've never yes. seen this. Oh. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> it's a good one. Stick around. We'll see you mm-hmm. next week. It'll be a fun one. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Isn't that Indiana Jones? I'm stupid <laughs> and I suck. <laughs> but oh um, my god, what am I thinking of? Indiana Jones, apparently. I, and the Tomb Raiders. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, everybody, sorry. Woo! We'll see you next time. We love you and bye. <laughs> we love you and bye. <laughs> bye. Rotten Peaches is produced by Karina Salas, Lilian Siklalik, and Jorge Hinojosa. Our theme song was created by Sordelo, and our artwork was ra- was created by Lilian Citlalik. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Rotten Peaches Pod and email us at rottenpeachespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your favorite show. Tune in every single Tuesday for a new episode. Thanks for listening. 